This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. I don't know what I'm saying no more, man. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, I am being put on flash by the one and only <laughs> Selena Hill because she thinks that I always need flash, even though there's mad lights in this room. This is Stanley Fritz. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Fritz. You can find me on IG at Stan Fritz. You can find me on Snapchat at Dark Skin Swindle. I am here with the Immaculate Tammy and, of course, Josh Moneybag Yo, Clennon, and Selena Yancey, Curly Hair Hill. We are all here. <laughs> for another action-packed episode of Let Your Voice Be Heard. And listen, guys, it's going to be a real fun show. So fun, I'm going to let Tammy tell us about it. Tammy, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about capitalism, baby. Mm. <laughs> we're talking about hold on, black... Hold on, Don't talk to me about capitalism with your eyelashes looking that good. Come on, sis. <laughs> no, but we I'm live dead. in the system, so am I going to buy Fenty? Yes, I am. <laughs> if you support capitalism, buy black, okay? When are going to make Fenty... <laughs> Savage for slim thick men like myself. I want to wear sexy lingerie. Do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> what else are we talking about today, guys? Um. Well, we are talking about a lot. I mean, this is a show where we talk race, politics, and culture every Sunday live on WHCR 90.3 FM. And then, of course, on the podcast, wherever you guys get your podcast, we're there as well. So make sure you guys tune in and share, leave comments and feedback. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so we have a great show. We need to talk about... Hopefully, Trump's impeachment, and I mean acquittal. Or lack thereof. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, we need to talk about that. Gail King, uh, all over the news. I actually ran into her last night at the Barclays Center and chopped it up real quick. So we'll talk about that. Can and we please talk about your hug with Oprah, too? So last Yay. night, wow. Oprah hugged me like I was her first child. Like I was her best goddaughter. It was like a, come here, baby. All right, guys. I was like, a quick I, break. I, I, <laughs> First of all, <laughs> don't disrespect Auntie Oprah. So Auntie O. She's out of pocket too. Ooh, you know what? We're not going to talk about they our black women journalists like that. We, there's a lot to talk about. Once well, you keep the same energy for Harvey Weinstein, then we can talk right? about her. They, all right. Blue. Yes. Where it at though? All right. But anyway, look, y'all can have y'all hate. I'm up there. I was in her bosoms. I was right. in her arms. All right. You I were was. In her bosoms? I was. Did you at least take a dinner first? <laughs> no, no. Every, every mother holds their child in their bosom. So, over you, your mom now? You talk, I said, I'm talk, saying. You're talking like you spent into her DMs. You was in her <laughs> no, bosoms. <I> didn't. <laughs> her bosoms. You guys are so perverted. Are, That's where, a where, regular where, term. Speaking of bosom, <laughs> I also really want to talk about Meg the Stallion. Yes, because G Easy was she all in her can, bosom. She gets she I'm not it. mad. Like, yes, sis. Good for her. her. This is what the did she get. G-Eazy. Oh, you didn't see? There was a video of G Easy kissing on her and like rubbing on her as she was laying on him on a couch at a party with her whole thick thighs <laughs> all around him. I said, Lord, if I could just m- morph my body into a man and named enter Gerald, enter her bosom. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yup. Listen, he don't know what to do all that. Listen, you don't know really what to do don't. with that. Y'all be hating on black women. That's the big piece of chicken. You don't know what to do with that, boy. Pass that over wow. here to the blacks. <laughs> Nonetheless, we have a lot to talk about. So we're going to take a quick break, but don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're talking Gail. We're talking Oprah. We're talking bosoms. And we're talking black capitalism. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. Can we what and still be friends, G-Eazy? Is that why Meg Thee Stallion said they're friends? Because they're smushing and they're still just being friends? 
Is that what's happening, guys? He couldn't handle it. I'm sure he didn't. I'm sure hit. he couldn't. But you know what? It'll be a fun time losing. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Pritz. I'm here with the whole squad, Selena Hill, Timmy David, Joshua Black, socialist, or maybe capitalist, oh. Clinton. You tell us, J Money. And of course, <laughs> we got the littlest photographer in the photographer streets over here. If you are watching on Facebook Live, I appreciate you. BB, are you there? I see you, Queen Bianca. Thank you, as always. Caress Love, thank you so much for being on here. And listen, folks, we got a great conversation to be had today. But before we get to black capitalism, a lot of stuff has happened yes. in the news. Did you guys see what happened at the conclusion of Donald Trump and the great impeachment emancipation? Yeah. So as we knew, Donald Trump was acquitted. <laughs> Big surprise there. And he's basically been like on a parade boasting about it. He went to the National Prayer Breakfast and held up the Washington Post and USA Today uh, articles that said acquitted. And he was like... Like, this is the best word ever. Totally acquitted, which was two words. But anyway, so basically, like, he, we knew this was happening. Um, I, I just felt like Democrats took a really big loss this week with, you know, the impeachment trial, the whole big mess that's happening in Iowa. Um, you know, a lot of the, the Democratic establishment, they were banking on Joe Biden. That's their man's. That's their right hand. He came in fourth place. Mm-hmm. It was scandal. It was it was just so much. Listen, listen. We all knew Donald Trump wasn't going to get impeached. You know what was a big deal, though? What? When Mitt Romney voted to impeach him. Yes, he, yeah. right. Mitt Romney. Yep. So, we you know, last time we saw Mitt Romney, he was getting his behind kicked in the 2012 presidential election where he didn't write a concession speech because he thought Mormon Jesus was going to save him from Barack Hussein Odrama. And that did not happen. And I thought that he was somebody who didn't have a backbone and who didn't stand for anything. But look at this. He voted to impeach the president. And that's going to cost him a lot personally and professionally. How did you guys feel about that? I don't think it's going to cost him that much because he's always taken, he's been the Republican. Republican that's anti-Trump like he's kind of like leading but not really leading the Republican anti-Trump movement not so. really because he'll like say Trump did something bad and then vote on everything that Trump wants to do I mean it's very common to vote along party lines especially when it comes to policy but look at the demographic that he typically represents he is now representing highly religious people who maybe might not be in line with the way Trump carries his business he's from liberal Massachusetts so there is not really so much surprise that he wasn't in line for this vote he's a senator of utah though yeah right so like i mean that that demographic is 99.9 percent white and the rest is spicy mayo black hair i think mitt romney um he he made a decision to you know to to become to be a statesman i think that's how he wants mm. to be remembered um he knows that you know this this whole debacle with trump and the way that the republican party has just like you know, polluted themselves with Trump for the sake of winning elections. He knows that's going to be short-lived, and he's, like, thinking, like, listen, I don't want to be remembered years from now as going on with this, enabling this, because, you know, history is not going to look kindly on on any of them, especially Mitch McConnell. I actually thought Susan Collins was going to vote to impeach Trump, too. I was surprised that she didn't. Me, too. Um, And I was really happy that Mitt voted. He said he he, he voted according to his heart and according to his faith. And then we know Trump afterward was like, I don't like people who use their faith to do wrong things. And that's like almost like a direct quote. Can I ask a question, though, guys? Yes. Who won the Iowa primary? So Bernie. Bernie, Ber- <sighs> Bernie has. Don't play yourself. Bernie won. Do you want to? I, I know you. We know you are a big Bernie supporter, <laughs> aka Bernie bro. 
You want to oh talk about God. what this means for Bernie? The Bernie King. I mean, the Bernie is the only dude who's—he's the only candidate who can make it. He's mm. gonna—he's yeah. the only one who's gonna go the distance. I mean, even so, Biden is is basically falling apart. Everybody knows he's been falling apart for a while. That's why Bloomberg even jumped in. But now you have for the establishment wing, you have Pete Buttigieg leading the way, and honestly, I don't think. People still have strong concerns on whether or not he can actually win in a general election. Mm-hmm. So, Who, Bernie? Where? No, Pete Buttigieg. Oh yeah, of course. So, and I hate him. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> Bernie is the most viable candidate. I don't think that's a hard pill for a lot of people in the Democratic Party to swallow right now, but it's the truth. So, Tammy. Well, I want to get Tammy's thoughts oh, you want on the hippies this. First, all right. I, <laughs> I do. I really do. I Tammy, what do you think about this? I am a hard Bernie fan. I've been a hard Bernie fan because to me, it is appalling that we are the richest country in the world and we don't even have basic health care. That kills me. Oh yeah. So it makes sense that Bernie's leading the way, and he definitely won that primary. I feel like that whole Iowa disaster was just the Democrats fumbling because they realized he got it on lock, mm-hmm. and they wanted to do anything they could to keep him out of public sight but they couldn't his base is so strong and it and with his promises with his policy representation of working class people it's no wonder he is literal bay <laughs> bernie won that primary yes he did. the fix is obviously in um the democratic party the dnc where have, has this app that no one has ever talked about before, no one has ever used, made by Robbie Mook, the guy that run that ran Hillary's campaign, her losing presidential campaign, might I add, and the app completely crashes, and there started being problems with the the votes and the and the Iowa polling a couple of days before the election, as it was showing that Bernie was pulling away, and Pete Buttigieg, who was fading, all of a sudden ju- does just as good as Bernie. Mm. If, if not better in some places, and announces that he won before any vote is counted. And maybe some of this is being motivated by my deep hatred for Pete Buttigieg as an empty suit. But, yeah, um, Bernie absolutely won that primary, and he's going to win a New Hampshire race as well. And then hopefully that should shut Pete up, Pete up a little bit. And, Stanley, do you think, you know, that being said, do you think Bernie's going to win the nomination? I think he's in a good position to win it. Okay. Yeah. One other thing yeah. that you should also point out is that Pete Buttigieg's campaign had prior contracts with the same yep. app developer. Boom. Yeah, it's With true. the same app developer. Mm. That's true. Politics are dirty. But speaking of dirty, mm. we need to talk Gail. We need to talk Oprah. We need to talk Lisa Leslie, right? So yes. everyone is talking about the controversial interview Gail King did with Lisa Leslie. We know that, you know, she was talking about Kobe's life and his legacy. And one of the questions she asked was, how do you feel about, you know, the 2003 rape case where he was, it was dropped, so he was acquitted. Um, And she was like, that's not the Kobe I know. And then she was like, yeah, but you would say that because you're his friend. And she was like, you know, I, you know, oh, we have it. We have a clip. Okay, great. So we're going to play a clip of that now. Gail King, Lisa Leslie, Let's play it. He was going to be in the WNBA. It's been said that his legacy is complicated because of sexual assault charge, which was dismissed in 2003, 2004. Is it complicated for you as a woman, as a WNBA player? It's not complicated for me at all. Even if there's a few times that we've been at a club at the same time, Kobe's not the kind of guy, never been like, you know, Lisa, go get that girl or tell her or send her this. I have other NBA friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Kobe's, he, he was never like that. I just never see, have ever seen him being the kind of person that would be, do something to violate a woman or be aggressive in that way. I, that's just not the person that I know. But Lisa, you wouldn't see it though. 
as his friend, you wouldn't see it. And that's possible. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, I just don't, I just don't believe that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe that things didn't happen with. All right. So again, that was Gail King interviewing Lisa Leslie. While we were playing the clip, Josh, you were sitting here shaking your head. Let's Mm -hmm. jump right into it. And then I'll talk about, you know, me meeting Gail last night. Go ahead. You know, my problem with, with Gail King and the, and the Oprah's and, and, why don't they do this when they're still alive? Like, nobody had this energy when Kobe won an Oscar. Where was it? I don't mind you feeling that way and, and ha- voicing that opinion, and ha- but do it while they're alive. You don't wait until they die and then next second, oh, let's bring up all this stuff. You're just trying to besmirch somebody's legacy. You're trying to drag him and his whole family through the mud. Like, have some respect. Okay, thank you, Josh, because I feel like that opinion represents a lot of what people feel. I adamantly disagree. No one is trying to drag Kobe Bryant's legacy in the dirt. First of all, if you're a journalist and you're having a conversation about someone's life, legacy, and the totality of that, unfortunately, you're going to have to talk about their controversies. I do not think for one second Gail King had an agenda or Oprah had an agenda. I think their agenda was I have to ask these hard questions as a journalist because, first of all, it wasn't a it wasn't a tribute to Kobe Bryant. She was not trying to honor Kobe Bryant. She was interviewing a subject about him. And that's what journalists do. They ask the tough questions that no one does. And also, if you pay attention to what journalists do, they do follow up questions because you're not a, a, a traditionally trained journalist knows that you don't just let someone give an answer and you walk away unless you're afraid or you know lazy you have to keep pushing them so I to me no you could jump in but what I'm trying to say is that I understand not everyone understands or or can empathize or whatever and is you know feels upset about what Gail did when she was doing her job I have a different perspective because I work in that same vein I will say the thing that is is upsetting me is the way she's getting dragged like Go ahead, Stanley. So, like, first off, let's be very clear. The way that people are reacting to to Gail is 100% inappropriate and disrespectful. Let's get that out of the way first off. But while that is true, it is also true she didn't have to do this. So, like, Josh, I want to push back on you. People did bring up Kobe's rape case again, particularly when he won the Oscar for that um, letter to basketball video. They brought it up. It was mostly white feminists at that point, but they were bringing it up again. And... That was Gail's chance to talk to Kobe about it if she wanted to. Well, right. And folks, folks didn't do that. My problem with this is you are absolutely right. You got to talk about the, the totality of the person, but he hasn't even been buried yet. You couldn't hold this for a little bit. You like, mean hold the entire interview? Because no, there's no, no point of doing no, an on, interview on, about on, him on, if you're Selena, not going to talk Selena, about it. That's not true. But, that's not true. That was one piece of his life. And if you're going to talk about that, then talk about the whole thing because they don't talk about the fact that this, the case was acquitted. Because the woman refused, she refused to testify. did bring that up. And then they didn't talk about the fact that Kobe actually apologized to the woman. He and did. And settled out of court. No one talks about that to, to show the shift. They just bring up this right here. And you push Lisa Leslie on this. It's like, come on. she They, they haven't even buried this guy in his family. And, and his that's daughter. totally inappropriate to even ask Lisa Leslie about. I well, Tammy, say, jump in. I just want to say, I get where both sides are coming from. But I... I will say the way she asked was really respectful. And a lot of people that brought up the, you know, the charge, they didn't talk about the dismissal. She, before she even finished the question and allowed Lisa Leslie to answer, she said, by the way, which was dismissed. 
So I think that's, you know, she was kind of doing yeah, her job. Yeah, but it was what she was implying. She was implying that he was guilty. <laughs> no, she, well, I don't think she was no, doing that. that yes, she was. That's no. your perception. Even, <laughs> even as she was leading, continuing the question, well, Lisa, well, you wouldn't have known. You wouldn't because have seen it. Because you're, but if you would have known, why even ask her? Well, here's the so Tamika Mallory did chime in mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram Live. She says, and I quote, I don't agree, sis. My son is also chiming in. He says, you have a responsibility to respect that man's family and his children. That interview was not the time. To exactly. me, the, what I what I will say, because, and I definitely understand that, mm-hmm. if, if you don't want to talk about the full totality of someone's life, do not do the interview. And let me, and let me say this, too. Hours after Kobe Bryant was di- after after he was he was killed in that crash, every news reporter from CNN, MSNBC, they were talking about it, but they also addressed the controversy, and, and they did it. No, people were not calling every single network garbage because Did well I? maybe some people were, but they were talking about it as news reporters from a journalistic stance about who this man was. Mm. And a lot of what I saw was people were like, "Let's look at how he evolved. Nah, Let's look at how no, he changed." We were like that in here, and mm. some publications were like that. But most people, when they were talking about that rape story, it was people just publishing. The article with no context or saying I'm glad Kobe's dead. That was that reporter from the Washington Post. Like, listen, listen. The way that people are treating Gail King is flat out disrespectful. You should not do that. However, keep that same energy for Harvey Weinstein's people. Mm -hmm. Keep that same energy for all these white folks who are sexually harassing and me too and the crap out of white women and other women. But I don't see Gail pressing anybody about that. Right? When is she going to interview Harvey? She pressed R. Kelly. What do you mean she's not pressing anybody? That's the agenda. They're only doing it against black men. Well, hold on. I will not, I'm not going to agree with that 100%, Josh. I'm not going to agree with that 100%. What I will say is that I have not seen it. Now, the R. R. Kelly, Kelly obviously. R. R. Kelly is an easy target, and it didn't happen until Surviving R. Kelly came out when everybody has known for 20 years that Seriously. R. Kelly is a sexual predator. My, like, my frustration is, is like, listen, I get it. We can have a full conversation about Kobe Bryant. I'm here for that. But can we at least wait till he's buried? Damn, the so, family just got the body back the other day. Well, you know, and I'll say this. So last night when I, you know, briefly ran into Gail, yeah. um, sh- it, it did seem like it was something that was heavy upon her. Even Oprah mentioned it a number of times at the Barclays Center. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had a really hard week because she did have a hard week. I and she talked about. Week's been. Uh, no, I, of course, of course. So what Gail said is, you know, I'm getting death threats. She seems very upset about what Snoop said in particular. No, 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 no. That was uh, no, over the Snoop line. went way Snoop, Snoop too far. Well. He spoke his mind. No, no, no. That no. was he spoke his mind. Was no. Bro, when you gonna if you no. gonna throw if you gonna be like no. yo, it is you gotta expect smoke. It is hundred <laughs> percent unacceptable to have any threats of violence towards any black woman towards any woman. Period. He didn't but really threaten. No, yes, no. He did at the end. And he called her a b. And yep. he, like he disparaged her. He said, "I'm gonna come get you." No. That is flat out wrong. We will accept no disrespect to any black On social media, woman. he's not. No, no, but well, let's go ahead, Sammy. You have a res- okay. You have a responsibility when you're in the public eye. Honestly, Gail is a journalist. She did what she had to do. But Snoop Dogg is like a social figure. Like, look at the type of people he caters to. He's an entertainer. It, 
It doesn't matter. Didn't he rebrand himself a hundred times? Doesn't he have a hundred hats? Doesn't he have a hundred jobs? Like, at the end of the day, when white people see Snoop Dogg saying things like this about our women, what are they going to say behind the camera? I mean, white what people are they say what, going to white say? White people will say what they want to say because white people will always white because that's what white people do best. However... When other young black boys see somebody like Snoop Dogg disrespecting black women, that makes them feel like it's okay. And it's never okay to disrespect black women. It is never okay to res- to threaten black women. We should not be normalizing violence against women. I don't care if you don't like what she said. I didn't like what she said either. I didn't think it made sense to ask that during the period. But no, Gail is doing her job as a reporter. We cannot like that she asked that question and respect that she's a reporter and respect that as a human being. And I'm sorry she's going through a tough time. How do you think Kobe's 17-year-old daughter what it felt when she saw that all over the internet exactly well i'll say this because we do have to wrap it up um but key also chimed in on instagram he says snoop is not a nice guy he is a gangster at the end of the day so whoa, i guess whoa, you shouldn't whoa, whoa, whoa. don't don't do that that's do what that. what no, do you mean stanley just like no just like we're not gonna throw up kobe's past on him we're not gonna throw up snoop's past on him no he's saying that's his character snoop has never proclaimed to be mr nice guy so shit why do we have high expectations like he right. calls he calls black women bees and hoes all the time yeah, but that's his, his music. persona as yeah. an entertainer. So, yeah, so, It's not like who's going to make a public threat on social media and really follow through with look, it. Look, like, I was not cool with that. To me, you don't make threats because what happens is you're triggering other people who hear that to actually take action. No, Snoop is not going to do it. But what that. about someone who may be, some, who may be mentally deranged? I agree with that. Exactly. And then when you see, you know, again, Gail King's walking around the Barclays Center. There's hundreds of people there. You know, so she anyway, I'll just say this just to wrap it up. I personally I was actually very surprised about all of the the, the vitriol response that this caused. I think that a lot of us feel like if something happened in somebody's past and it's controversial, we should just leave it there. But the bottom line is and the reality is everything gets brought up especially even after Michael Jackson passed, I was mourning his death and I turned on ABC and I turned on the networks and they were talking and they were talking about the number of charges and controversies that he went through. And I didn't like to see that. But in, in the same way, did I think they had an agenda or did I think that they're reporting on the totality of his life? It just feels like it only happens to black men. We don't get a chance to, to be forgiven or past it. That that's fair, and we're gonna well, have to end new? it. We're gonna have to end it there because obviously the stakes are very different when it comes to black men and black women. And there was another comment that said the black community needs peace, and we need to come together. So we're just gonna end on that. We're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is let your voice be heard. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 98.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. We definitely did shake the room with that debate. If you are just tuning in, we just finished the news roundup where we talk about stories that made you laugh, cry, curse, or flip a table. And we had a fiery debate about Gail King's questioning to Lisa Leslie about Kobe Bryant's past. And now we are shifting gears because it is time to talk about black capitalism. Selena, hit us with the figgity facts. Okay, so this is an ongoing discussion that we've been having here on Let Your Voice Be Heard as well as in our communities. Um, And and I think one of the reasons why is because Jay-Z, right? We saw what he did last year and, you know, Let Your Voice Be Heard, we covered it. We talked about the fact that he partnered with the NFL. And I think that the conclusion between most of us was that it was a money move for Jay, who is unapologetic about being a a capitalist and being about the bag but also if you ask me 
who talked to him about it. I do think that he believes he's making a social impact and he wants to make change. You don't have to agree with me there, but that's my personal beliefs after talking to him. Regardless of the fact, it's coming back around. The conversation has definitely recirculated. Why? Because after at the Super Bowl, Jay showed up with his whole family. They were made seated during the national anthem. And we were all like, okay, a little silent protest. Okay, Jay's still about it. No, he comes like two days later. He's like, oh, no, that was, I was not protesting. I would not even put my daughter through that. We were so busy being in awe with Demi Lovato singing the national anthem, we just forgot to stand. So then I think that that, again, is re-triggering a lot of feelings because people don't feel like Jay is for, is he, they're questioning, is he really for the community or is he for himself? Is he really... The type is he is he a person that is trying to empower through economic empowerment through by setting an example by becoming the first hip hop billionaire or is that something that's happening to his own detriment? And I think that for a lot of us, we felt like who like 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 who is this Jay-Z? Right. Like what what is his message? What is his agenda? So I'm going to just leave it there. And I want to open up this conversation because we've been talking a lot about it. And Stanley. Yeah. You know, you're someone who's idolized Jay-Z. What did you what did, what are your initial thoughts about how he's been moving within the last few months? I don't like it. I don't like it. Not one bit. I think that when I when I saw they were making a big story out of it when Jay-Z and Beyonce was sitting for the national anthem. And I thought, like, that was, like, I was just annoyed. And I thought that was a little, like, it was done in poor taste because it's like, fam, you sold out cap. Don't sit down now after you got your check. I'm not really interested. And then he came out and said, well, I actually wasn't doing that. It was just a coincidence. Yep. You know, what a surprise there. I don't, I've given up on putting hopes that, like, people that, people that strive to chase out their money will see that the only way to liberation is through actually radical theory. Like, I expect Jay-Z to chase the bag, and that's what it's going to be. Um, Josh, before you chime in, we have a comment. Someone says, I think Jay is playing politics. That's how he's, that's how he got on the inside. Um, Joshua, is Jay-Z right? Do you think that black capitalism is the way to black liberation? I don't like I the term black capitalism, <laughs> Okay, but I think black people as a community have to become self-reliant. We have to stop having to go to other communities to get jobs, to get capital. When, when we're in that position, we're always going to be in a weakened position where we're reliant on another community, you know, to, to basically sustain ourselves. Like that the cannot, way Jay-Z went and relied on the NFL to get another bag. Jay-Z is not, listen, I'm not expecting Jay-Z to do anything for me in my life. I'm a man, I'm going to handle my business, I'm going to take care of my family. That's the attitude everybody in the black community needs to have. When we do that, we're going to lift, we're going to, it's like a tide on a boat. You know, we're going to lift So you think Jay-Z's taking, making a good example of doing that, how he's lifted his family. I mean, yeah, he is an example. He's an inspiration for a lot of people and he's provided opportunities to, you know, more people than, than we know. That's what you need to do. When you get in a position of power, then you can provide opportunities to people who look like you. That's what it's all about. But nobody is going to save anybody. People got to save themselves. Tammy, I want you to chime in here because, you know, as we talk about capitalism as the way to liberation, we hear a lot of a lot about black economic power, especially me. I work at Black Enterprise Magazine. That is literally part of our mission. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't believe that capitalism or, quote, 
economic literate, uh, liberation, unquote, is the key to solving our community issues. Because at the end of the day, capitalism relies on black pain. It relies on black poverty. Literally, the prison industrial complex is a key of using black labor and black force without payment. And so when I see these people like Jay-Z, right, who have spent their whole lives being honestly selfish, stepping on other people's backs, not really taking care of anybody outside of their own, and then to come and say that they're doing this for the culture and for the community, it feels so fake to me. All we see is how Jay-Z presents himself to us. But you better believe that when he's at that table with all those white board members, he's not sticking up for the ghetto. Absolutely, and that's a fact. I don't believe that getting a seat at the table will provide suddenly a meal to everyone in the community i think at the end of the day it's just all about him stanley yeah i think it's kind of silly to say that once people start focusing on taking care of them and their family that will be better and all boats will rise black people have been doing that black folks have been doing that and every time they have started to build some sustainability white supremacy has destroyed it we can look at oklahoma we can look Mm -hmm. at redlining we can look at what used to be a black town in central park where they tore it down to make space for white people it's not an issue of black folks wanting to have their own and build their own it is an issue of white supremacy getting in the way and capitalism is naturally extractive and it needs someone who they can put their boot on and and for as long as I can remember and as long as history has shown us, it has been people who are not white and mostly black people. So, you know, if you're going to get to the to, to the level that Jay-Z is where you're a billionaire, there has to be some kind of theft somewhere. Well, yeah, uh, and I'm glad you said that. Before we go on break, uh, Joshua, quickly, I mean, honestly speaking, can so, you become a millionaire or billionaire without hurting people? I mean, you definitely can. There's people who do it in, in a variety of ways. There, there's this, um, listen, we can go all day about this <laughs> but the fact of the matter is capitalism is oh. faulted there's definitely point one socialism it, exactly <laughs> i mean that's why i'm a social a democratic socialist there are aspects of capitalism that need to be reformed all and regulated but what is the alternative to what you're speaking of socialism no but you're not talking at the individual Honestly, level you're saying that communism. somebody cannot bank on supporting their family and empowering themselves so what what should they do well Destroy let's white hold supremacy. on well we'll get to that because if it's not capitalism what is it let's take a break and then we'll answer that question this is let your voice be heard we are back on let your voice be heard on 90.3 fm whcr the voice of Harlem. if you are just tuning in this is stanley fritz i'm here with selena hill timmy david and of course joshua clinton and we are having a conversation about black capitalism can it save you joshua says no one person will save you and he doesn't like the phrase of black capitalism but thinks we should be focusing on building ourselves and our communities up and our families and if we do that boats will rise timmy thinks that social is away i agree and selena is going to tell us what she thinks but before we get back to the conversation i want you guys to know about a couple of great things that are happening so today at 3 30 p.m in the afternoon with professor pamela laskin children's author and director of the city college poetry outreach center professor laskin will discuss and read from her two newest young reader books share and explore writing about some of the big problems confronting humanity like black capitalism and of course when she's done with all of that Families, writers, and all concerned human beings will have a chance to participate in a deeper conversation. This event will be held at the Revolution Books at 437 Malcolm X Boulevard at 132nd Street. For more information, please call 212 691 
33-45. And if you think that's not enough, we have one more event happening on February 11th at 6.30 p.m. The NAACP at City College presents Amateur Night at the Apollo. As you all know, Selena hosted and bodied that a couple of years ago. So if you want to see what it's like to be there without her, come show off your talent, come enjoy Night Filled Entertainment, and if you win, a prize will be given to the most talented person. This event will be held at the City College of New York, located at 160 Convent Avenue in Shepherd Hall, Room 95. Free food. Oh, I might come. Enjoy. So, guys, we are back. We're having a big debate about black capitalism, and we can't wait to hear from you. Nadia says that Jay-Z shows us who he is consistently, and we refuse to believe him. B.B. Johnson is all with you, Tammy. She thinks Jay-Z is a politician, and she thinks socialism is the way to go. Josh, when we were going on break, you were mentioning that um, capitalism does have some things that needs to change. Is that correct? Yeah, you said it yes, should be reformed. It, it so needs tell to us. be reformed. H- how so? Well, certain institutions like the healthcare industry, um, education, uh, and government in itself, there's too much profiteering. You know, that needs to be regulated. You need to get money out of politics. You know, the healthcare system, the first objective needs to be, you know, addressing the health of people, making them healthy, not just pumping them with drugs to address symptoms and not causes. Um, and education, I mean, are people, are our kids really being educated on what they need to do and what they need to know to be successful in, in society? I don't think so. You know why, right? Because of capitalism. Well, <laughs> that's exactly what I just said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. so, well, Tammy's alternative is communism. Explain. Oh, no. So here's the thing, right? And I'm not even going to get on air and say, like, you know, I 100% believe that communism can work because I've never seen it and I don't know that. But when you think about reform, when you look at democratic socialism, this is something that we see already in Europe. The problem is that capitalism is a beast that shifts itself and mitigates. So what happens when you get free health care? Maybe you'll start get paying paid a little less. What happens when there's a rent cap? Utilities might go up because Con Ed still owns the monopoly of power in New York City. Capitalism is always going to find a way to adapt. So we need to find a system that isn't based on some sort of like financial economic worth. At the end of the day, as long as there are overlords, determining our worth through pay and people commodifying resources will never get a chance to be free. Stanley, what is your alternative? I think we need to move to socialism or some form of communism. But it's not just that. You also have to dismantle white supremacy. The, The piece that people don't understand about capitalism is that capitalism cannot work without white supremacy and sexism because you need someone at the bottom of the rung to keep on kicking. And we have all grown up in this thing, so we've literally been socialized under this institution to think it is a only way of life do you know how much decolonizing of minds we have to do we can't talk about shifting our economic structure until we convince white people that that's not a real thing because as long as white people think that they are white and white supremacy is prevalent they will kill and burn everything to the ground before they switch over to any other system and it's hard to see outside of any system if this is the only thing you've been through. So we had to put in the effort to educate folks. But if we do that, we can reframe things and take corporate interest out of healthcare, like Josh said, out of education, out of food, out of housing, out of water. Why are we why are we making a profit off of things that people need to survive on? We gotta get away from that. I would say I would push back strongly against the communism. Communism is dictatorship under the guise of a workers' movement. No. Communism. <laughs> let, hold on, let Josh continue. It is the it is the exact same thing. I mean, even when you you read books like Animal Farm, communism it becomes the very thing that it is trying to destroy, trying to replace. It is not a system that can work in under any circumstances. 
Look at China, where you can't even, the, the government will just shut off your internet if they don't like what you're saying. They, they'll lock you up. They'll throw. So, first people of all, have limited rights. That's not what we want. We want a socialist society where everybody can, you know, if you have a business, if you have a service that you want to provide, you can provide it and you can sell it, but you're doing it at an even playing field. You don't have to go and compete against monopolistic corporations that are too big, that are gobbling up all the market share. That's what we need as a society. Communism is an economic theory. It is not inherently supposed to be based around dictators or fascists. Unfortunately, you know, as human beings, our nature has carried us away. I think under communism, you can see the same principles of capitalism, i.e. there are strong leaders, those who have more of a say, have more power, and we use similar principles. Secondly... When you look at Animal Farm, it was written off the back of the Cold War. So, of course, yeah. of course, its commentary is going to be. But really we've anti- seen it in history in action. We've seen what it what it does, what it, how it Communism manifests itself. Communism is just an economic structure. Dictatorship is the governing structure. But it yeah. leads you to can't, it. No, it doesn't. Yes, you it can does. say capitalism leads when to When you have one party on, and one Josh, party controls Josh, the entire can, power Josh, structure, you it can becomes say the same that capitalism thing. leads to dictatorship because we're walking in that direction right now. It's not about the economic structure. It is absolutely about the governing structure. You can have capitalism without having a dictatorship. We haven't seen successful iterations of it because, A, when it was working, it got crushed by U.S. government or Western civilization. So that's one. And, B, because the only ones they talk about are the ones where they're using extreme dictatorships. And let's use Cuba as an example. One of the reasons that Cuba has moved towards the governing structure it has moved towards is because countries like the United States have pushed to put sanctions on them to destroy the government. Okay, well, what about Russia? What about Russia? It was this, Russia was the same thing. The governing structure was problematic. Well, but it doesn't mean that that's the only way you can have a capitalistic system. Hold on, Josh, because I'll say this. And, like, I hear all the alternatives, and I think that we all can agree that capitalism in itself is inherently racist and, white. and sexist. I, absolutely. It's and not that inherent. That's how it's manifested in the United States of America. Where, where does capitalism? Because they had slave labor. Yes, that's how they framed it around. Josh, Josh, can I ask you a question? Where in the world is there capitalism and it's not, it is not dictated through white supremacy? Where? You look at capitalist countries who have a homogenous population. Name one. Just name one. Japan. Um, Japan. All right. <laughs> Look at your, Japan has at least 90 percent of people who live in Japan are Japanese. Which, they don't have Japan. these problems because. What? Well, well, I'll say this. Well, I will say this from an international perspective. The things did manifest differently in different countries. However, um, I think here in the United States, capitalism and white supremacy supremacy are embedded into each other. Like it's it's yes, embedded it in the fabric. So we can all agree that something does need to change. I will say personally, like as much as I love the thought of becoming more socialist as a society, we see even all the pushback that Bernie Sanders gets and he's a democratic socialist and mm-hmm. all he's trying mm-hmm. to do is give everyone universal health care and give every it. right and give everyone the chance to have a, a public education and this country is like no of course not so to me the practical thing to do at this point 
is for us to get our own. And like I'm a hundred percent about rebuilding Black Wall Streets and rebuilding those enclaves. So they can bomb it again. Um, no, not so they can if bomb, they it, bomb again. it again. But rebuild me, it. Right. Not only you don't just quit, but also like in the spirit of Killer Mike, if we are gonna have our own, we need to protect our own, mm-hmm. and that's the only way to fight back. Like we need our own like militia. Like we need our own little military. Like we. De- I'm just saying, if so, we want our own, we have to protect it. I'm sorry, folks. Like I hear you and that feels good in theory but let me explain to you how the u.s government works whenever there is any sign of legit black power built getting built anywhere the u.s government moves efficiently and effectively to stifle it if you don't believe me fred hampton was building a rainbow coalition with poor white people and they shot him to death in his bed with his pregnant wife and said that the black panthers attacked them when grenada Overthrew the British colony and had black leadership. They assassinated the leader within one month. When Haiti was finally pulling away from France and was finally building its own economy, America came onto the land of Haiti, took the money from their bank, and said they were not responsible enough to run their own country and pretty much ran a slave trade for 20 years and has still have had their hand in that country since then. White supremacy with the interest of capitalism looks to stifle black power so you can build it as much as you want they will shoot and kill everyone What's and insult the Stanley, earth. your alternative <laughs> is for us to all just lay on our backs and die no, and no, not do anything no. hold, on. <laughs> no. hold on hold on hold on stanley that being said if if with all those historic examples that you gave most of them were decades if not centuries ago a lot of things have changed like what slavery Selena, no, he's having finish. a revolution right now about the president that the Amer- America put in place. Hold on, Stanley. America just is trying to oust the Venezuelan president right now with a far-right leader. This None of this stuff is new. My question is for you. If, if that's not the way, what makes you think that pushing an even more radical agenda like socialism, which is what you said, is going to work? I, so first off, socialism can work. But before you get to that, you have to topple white supremacy. That is the key piece right there. And if you're going to have a battle where people are going to have major losses and loot and, and not get a lot of things, you have to fight that battle first. Because once you topple white supremacy, you can change the government, the, the economic system. Okay, but what's your well, plan well, to topple white supremacy? Listen. Uh, here, uh, hey, hey. Sorry, go ahead. Let's get back to the verses that we had. We had economics and we had activism. I know that we're in capitalism right now, and there's no way that our society is going to shift. But how do we work on toppling w- white supremacy? How do we work on building socialist structures so that our people can meet basic needs? Activism. Black capitalism is not the solution because it's it's... It's eating itself. It is inherently eating itself. But if we participate in the system and we buy black, we protect our communities, we pay attention to how our communities are being treated, and at the same time make cognizant choices when we vote about what policies are going to affect us the most. If we're joining community boards and making sure our voices are heard in not just national elections but in local elections, if Mm -hmm. we actually put people power to the streets, there is there's no way that they can keep building on our backs. That being said, Tammy, we do actually have to wrap up this conversation. But before we do, I do want to get everyone's final thoughts about the best way to empower our community. Josh? I will just end with a, a quote by Kwame Ture. He said, if you don't like me because of the color of my skin, that's your problem. If you can lynch me because of it, that's my problem. Can you just give a little context behind that? You just reinforced my argument with that statement. 
No, I'm reinforcing my same argument. People have to take, they have to empower themselves. That's the only way that we're going to topple white supremacy. As long as we're self-reliant on the white community, we're doing them a favor. Stanley, final words, best way to empower the black community. The best way to empower the black community is to overthrow on top of white supremacy and get rid of whiteness. And that's not a thing that's going to happen tomorrow or even a week from now or even a year from now. That is a, a, a process that's going to take many, many years, and I will not live to see that day happen. But it starts with educating the community. It does start. It also includes making sure we're building sustainable spaces for black folks and helping us to understand why we need to be in this together for ourselves and people who look like us. And that is going to be a process that takes a long period of time, and it has to be done in the spirit of radical black liberation, moving away from the ideas of whiteness, white supremacy, and capitalism, because that's all extractive. Thank you for that. And I'll end just by saying this. Um, you know, a few years ago, somebody told me who was an activist in the movement, they said the best way to empower the people is to first empower yourself, because the 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 practicality of, of it is if you don't have shelter, if you're not eating, if you're not resting, if you don't have enough resources to live a good, healthy life, then you cannot benefit and help your community. And I say that to say this because the reality of the situation is, yes, we live in a capitalistic society that is extremely racist and sexist. And I do feel like a lot of us feel, especially those who are black and brown and from the most marginalized communities, we feel like it's time for us to get our own. And if we're going to get our own, we need to make sure those dollars are circulating within our communities so that they, we can build our power there and then work on whatever it is, the, the larger vision, whatever it is our black agenda is going to look like. And we've talked about that in other, in other shows. Whatever it is, we need to make sure that we are first sustained and then we are building towards a system and a structure that benefits us and that we're actually welcomed in but to stanley's point that's not happening today nor is it happening in our lifetimes if you ask me in my opinion but i do think today is the day for us to start on that journey on that note i want to thank everyone who listened and chimed in especially via facebook thank you so much for your comments instagram live as well and if you're listening via podcast please reshare tweet give us feedback and continue to listen this is let your voice 